Welcome to the Phil Sport Total Hoops podcast for the week ending November 27th. Let's get hooping. Parity rules in the NBA. At the time of this podcast, in both conferences, only four losses separate the first place team from the 11th place team. The Clippers' new lineup with Westbrook coming off the bench. Uh, the Clippers are now four and one. Orlando has moved up in the power rankings and are sitting near first place with wins over both the Nuggets and Boston in the same week. Phoenix has Devin Booker playing like an all-pro, making up for the absence of Durant and Beal. On the downside, the Warriors have lost eight of their last 10 games, and Draymond is not the least bit sorry for grabbing Gilbert by the neck and getting a five-game suspension. And frankly, it should have been at least 10 games. And the San Antonio Spurs look to be in tank mode, starting out at 3-13, and 13, even with the uh, potential Rookie of the Year in Wumbayama. Coach Pop might be getting tanking lessons from assistant coach Brett Brown, who is an expert in tanking in Philly. Speaking of Popovich, what the heck does he think he's doing grabbing the announcer's mic and telling the fans to stop booing Kawhi Leonard when the Spurs played the Clippers. First off, it's a stupid thing to do. You just incite the fans, and the fans booed louder. And guess what, Coach Pop? Fans are allowed to boo. Pop, maybe it's time to retire and let Coach Brett Brown take over the uh, tanking. Notable players last week. I mentioned uh, Devin Booker earlier. Booker was a league best plus 87 for the week. And on the bad side, DeMar DeRozan was a minus 57. Regarding the rookie of the year race, it's a two-player race between Wembayama and Chet Holmgren from OKC. Now, let me bring up an incident regarding the Thunder's Josh Giddy. Giddy's under investigation for allegedly sleeping with a minor. From my understanding... Giddy met this girl in a bar. Well, logically, if you meet someone in a bar, you can uh, rightly assume that the person is of legal drinking age. Now, what happened and who's at fault here? Who knows? But what can the NBA do? It'll be interesting to see what happens here. Now about the officiating. Last week, both Nugget coach Mike Malone and Nikola Jokic got tossed in a game against Detroit Memphis coach Jenkins got nicked for 25000 for blasting the officials after a game. And uh, repeat offender Paul George got clipped for 35000 after complaining about the refs. If the players and coaches are this chippy this early in the season, what's going to happen later in the season come playoff time? I am glad that the coaches got an additional challenge this season, and I hope that rule stays. Now, it drives me nuts when I'm watching a game on TV and the announcers talk about these are the best officials in the world. Officials are like players. Some are better than others. And uh, two of the best officials in the league, frankly, are former players, Leon Wood and Hayward Workman. Some refs are okay, but more than a few have at best questionable judgment, including some longtime refs down to some of the newer hires to satisfy a woke agenda. Anyone that follows the NBA can probably name at least half a dozen refs that probably shouldn't be in the league. Following the uh, playing tournament, 
it should be getting close to eliminating at least half to three quarters of the teams. All I can figure out is that the Pacers, Lakers, and Bucks seem to be in. Now, who's grabbing the other five spots uh, for the eight-team knockout round? Uh, that's still in the air. Now, on the medical front, Kelly Oubre is uh, back at a Sixers practice after allegedly being hit by a car. Ben Simmons is still out with a bad back, and when he'll be back, who knows? Tyler Hero is still out with an ankle sprain. Marcus Smart is now out three to six weeks with a foot problem, and LaMelo Ball had to get carried off the court the other night uh, with an ankle sprain. Donovan Mitchell's still out with a hamstring issue. Now, foot and hamstring issues can be touchy, especially when uh, coming back to play at such a high level. Uh, in last week's podcast, I did address ankle sprains uh, because it is the most common hoops injury. LeBron James, of all people, backed up my claim last week about the NBA uh, tournament playing courts are, be, are dangerous. LeBron stated that the Cleveland court should be checked out as a uh, player uh, tore an ACL while playing on it. Now, thankfully, uh, those playing courts should be gone, uh, hopefully within a week. Now, in the NCAA, the uh, AP and coaches polls have both polls have Purdue, Arizona, Marquette, and UConn as the top four, but I'd still place Kansas in the top five, even with a loss. Now, with the women, uh, the AP poll has South Carolina, UCLA, and Stanford as the top three, but the coaches poll has NC State down at 16, which I think is way low for them. Now, for the coaching segment, I'm going to provide some tips for first-time coaches that got hoodwinked into coaching uh, their young uh, kids' team. Now, the uh, for the best overall advice, first thing, there's plenty of material online for a new coach, so you can gather up uh, the material and have it ready at practices so your practices are organized. Keep in, uh, in line with that. Make practices fun, but keep the kids constantly moving so they don't have time to stand around and whine about having to be there. Try to be positive. And try not to correct every single mistake because you'll be there forever. Try to allow the players to become successful. Don't worry about winning. This is a kid's league. Worry about teaching them the fundamentals. Try to avoid year-round basketball. Play other sports. And please, don't press and don't play zone defenses because the kids will never get a shot off. Uh, they might not even get the ball up over half court, and that's no fun. Now, keep in mind, there may be some parents complaining about their kids' playing time or even yelling at officials. Now, it's best to address these potential issues in a parents' meeting prior to the season so you set the expectations. In a non-competitive world, uh, I mean stress, and I mean stress, that the goal for the children is to learn fundamentals. And the kids certainly aren't going to care what their record was at the end of the season. So the parents shouldn't either. Now it's time for what all you pickup players have been waiting for, the Dear Commish. Now last week I discussed starting the first game of the night. I received one response that said in their gym, the first game always includes the commissioner, even if the, even if the players have to wait around till the commissioner's ready to uh, play. The commissioner usually makes up the teams 
And that's probably the case in most gyms. Side equipment guy. He wants me to talk about basketballs. Now, in our gym, the ball of choice is the Spalding Evolution. It seems to have a decent grip, which for me is really important because I don't have large hands. Now, there's nothing worse than somebody trying to put an indoor-outdoor ball into an indoor court game. Then you have the guy that says the ball is either too flat or too bouncy. That's why I always say, have a pump and needle with you, but at least have a needle so you can release air from a ball. Now, for story time this week, I'm going to share a time when I was at a Sixers game. Uh, at the time, the Sixers were playing the Toronto Raptors. Now, on that team was one Oliver Miller. Now, Oliver Miller is a big guy. Anybody that remembers him, he was listed as 6'8", and uh, they said 275, but he had to be over 300 pounds. So I would always get there early. A bunch of us uh, would go there at least an hour early, and sometimes the players were out there uh, warming up. Well, Oliver Miller was out there shooting around, and uh, one of our regulars, I'll call him Sign Guy Al, was yelling at Miller during the shoot-around, saying stuff like, Miller, why are you here? Did they close the buffet bar, or did you eat all the food and put the restaurant out of business? Hey, Oliver, I see you've been on a diet. You must be down to about 400 pounds. Stuff like that. And this went on for about five minutes. And then finally, Miller stopped shooting and began walking down slowly to where we were standing. We all looked at each other like, "Uh, uh what's going to happen? Well, Miller got down to us and he looked at Al and said, and I quote, they pay me to be this big, but nobody, I mean, nobody's paying you to be that ugly. Well, Al turned bright shades of red and everybody laughed. And uh, Al doesn't exactly uh, look like a male model. After that, uh, Miller actually stayed and talked to us for about five minutes. It was really neat. Now, that's it for this week. In next week's podcast, I'll cover the usual hoops range of topics. And in the meantime, if you have any good stories or comments, I can be reached at the Phil Sport Hoops Podcast at gmail.com. Now, I'm going to close with a quote. Confidence is everything in basketball. If you don't think you can do something, you won't. Now, that's a quote from one Jerry West. Now, if you don't know who Jerry West is, he's the current NBA logo guy. So now the clock countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. Game over. Adios. Sayonara. See ya.